We're coaches united, ain't got time to be divided Won't you get excited, cause in the end you'll be delighted That you took a listen to the voices that you hear Cause it's evident, ain't no division in here Cause we're coaches united, ain't got time to be divided Won't you get excited, cause in the end you'll be delighted That you took a listen to the voices that you hear Cause it's evident, ain't no division in here, see? We wanna thank you for tuning in to the Coaches United Podcast A podcast that has everyone in mind Where everyone's differences are embraced and celebrated. Where we see you, we hear you, and most importantly, we stand with you. What matters to you, matters to us. Este podcast is para toda mi gente. Ahora más que nunca, debemos estar unidos. Y cuando estamos unidos, somos más fuertes. Gracias por estar aquí con nosotros. Las culturas unidas jamás serán vencidas. Okay, so we are back uh, with the Cultures United podcast. Welcome. We also have Kurt back again. We have uh, episode three, Moving Waste from Your Waste. So today will be a bit different than our other episodes. Um, We're going to be talking more on the nutritional aspect of health. As per usual, we have our lovely Mr. B joining us today. Yo, what's good, family? I love that title. It's got me excited already, man. Moving waste away from your ways. Yo, this is going to be a dope topic. I'm glad to be back with the Coaches United family, man. And so, Gemma, as always, sis, thank you for being here with us tonight. Yeah, of course. And uh, on February 2nd, we have Kirsten blessing us with his presence and knowledge again today. Um, yeah, Kurt, do you want to give another shout out to what you do and who you are? Of course. Yeah. So I'm a personal trainer slash health coach. Um, you can find me at KTS underscore fit underscore life. It's a blessing to be back here on the Coaches United podcast and with all you guys. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to express and help people, you know, figure these problems out that we all suffer that we all deal with so i'm just i'm just grateful to be on here again Mm -hmm. we're i think we're lucky to have you um so kurt or kts fitness lives and breathes his passion so he's coming in here with so much knowledge and research about nutrition and i'm really really excited to learn alongside mr b and all of you guys um a little bit more about it so, Kurt, can you give us an outline of nutrition and how you would apply it in your life in the life of your uh, customers? Right. Okay. So a simple outline of nutrition, you can look at it as nourishment for the body to produce more mass and energy, you know, or you could be losing mass or losing energy. So I would say the outline of nutrition is nourishment for the body and how you apply it to your life, man, it's it's kind of one of those self-explanatory things, you know, like our bodies naturally know how to supply ourselves. It's our own mind that suppresses that urge. Like, you know, when we're not feeling good, we don't eat. That's the body's natural response. Let the body deal with what's going on. Sometimes you'll overeat. So that's what I would say. Nutrition to me is that's the outline. It's nourishment, basic nourishment for the body. Best way to describe it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think, um, you know, when we think about nutrition, man, as you spoke, 
I just thought about the book from, you know, Dr. Louis Farrakhan, you know, uh, Live to Eat, Eat to Live, mm-hmm. right? And so um, if I'm saying that right, it's something along those lines, like Eat to Live or Live to Eat, one of those. But nonetheless, I think in, in that book, he's talking about, uh, in particular, the Black community, how, you know, there's this this propensity to, you know, eat to live, like, uh, to we live to eat. Like, that's what we want to do. We want to, we're not eating to survive or sustain, you know, we're eating to just eat. And we're not thinking about, because of, you look at the tra- tradition of the Black community, you know, stemming from the enslavement period, we ate what we could eat, you know, <laughs> we got the scraps and we may do with it, right? So when you think about like that, um, what would you say, like, okay, I'm on this journey, like we talked about in a previous episode, I'm on this journey to redefine myself. I want to live healthier, but I don't know what to do. Would you say, well, because the, the, in the universe, the pundits will say, well, just eat salad and drink water, right? But my body is processing different foods because I've been eating fried chicken and, you know, yeah. collard greens and mac and cheese, all this cholesterol type stuff my whole mm-hmm. life. And then I make this transition. So how would you support someone that says, this is the community I came from and this is where I see myself going? What would you tell me to start with eating? Yeah, well, first, I, before I, I would tell you like what to eat, I would just let you know that the U.S., our food pyramid thing has been flawed. It's not correct. The way we go about our food pyramid, um, we learn over time, human humans have learned to adapt. Certain foods was out of season, so you couldn't eat those foods, so your body had to learn how to adapt, right? And what we see in the U.S. is we're one of the worst countries when it comes to food and eating. So the knowledge and, I don't know, it's a level of ignorance, like, to eat a salad, but there's certain things that you should you should take into consideration, like the body types. There's three different body types, endo, meso, and ecto. And those can turn to other three ones. So it's more, you know, for us in the black community, that survival instinct, that survival mode, we always been in that survival mode and we gotta eat, you gotta eat to live. You really do. Mm. <laughs> like, like we shouldn't be eating to eat. And that's just getting out of that, controlling your hunger, control your mm. hunger. Mm. If you can learn how to control your hunger, you can control your mind, you control your rations, how much you eat, what you should be eating. You're more mindful. but the U.S., for some reason, our food period has created this nonstop munching machine, like a Pac-Man, this, guy, this eating, 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 constantly overeating. So I would say take a step back. Find the foods, the healthy foods that are comfortable for you, that you like eating, and build from there. Okay. Okay. Jimmo, what do you got to say about that? Um, I wanted to touch on, like, t- two things. Going back to the the term nourishment and what that means because because you can throw out like healthy foods and unhealthy foods and whatnot but again like we were just talking about it it means very very different things to different people and mm. and we also touched on access and what that means um so you know when when looking at food and overeating and stuff i think if you're talking about nourishing your body okay. it might not be eating like um a certain like you need to have a balanced meal or a balanced combination of foods in order to have that nourishment if that makes sense because yeah, overeating might be that you've had you know 
two croissants, which is just like a lot of carbs, which is great, but it might digest through your body faster than like a croissant with egg and cheese or whatever not. Um, So I wanted to go back and kind of ask even both of you, like what, what, what do you mean by nourishment and nourishing your body? What does that, what does that mean? Well, there's an old saying, this is back in the ADs, Hippocrates, if I'm saying his name right, he said, let that thy medicine be thy food and that food be thy medicine. So with that being said, food is medicine. If you're eating the right things, the whole foods, the, the fruits, the vegetables, the good proteins and all that, that's nourishment. That's nourishment to me. That's, that's going to help build new cells, new, or, new tissue for organs, for muscles, your brain. You got to realize like our, our organs regenerate. Like there's a constant flow, ebb and flow of regeneration. Deacon, uh, like digressing and then regenerating. That's what our bodies do. So we have to constantly be on top of that and nourish our bodies the right way. So nourishment can be the form of medicine, medicinal purposes from these foods, properties. And and you know what, Kurt, and, and, and Jim, I would add to, to what Kurt just said, like, I, I truly believe, and, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, the spiritual aspect of it, right? Like, because when you said, you said something so powerful, but you said it so fast, and I'm not sure if everybody caught it, when you said that when you control your hunger, mm. right, your, your body lines up because that's in your mind. Your mind is telling yourself, nope, you're not hungry right now. It's not time to eat right now because you mentioned that, you know, we live in a society that says, man, when you're hungry, eat right? Don't starve yourself, right? Because there's all these stigmas around, you know, different, we talked about this before, Jim and I on on another episode where, you know, body image and all of these different factors of the visual component of what we see and what's acceptable in our society. And then we start to play ourselves out of context and say, well, shoot, I want to look this way. So I have to eat this way, or I have to live this way. But really, it's all upon yourself. Like you said before, like you look yourself in a mirror, and you're like, okay, what do I want for me, right? What is best for me? And so when we think about nutrition, I think like I can, I literally, it's maybe not as healthy, but when I was in the military, hell, you weren't thinking about eating, right? Like you were on a mission. So you moving, you're not thinking about, oh, I'm just chilling. Let me eat this bag of chips or let me eat this bag of peanuts or what have you. You're like, you're not thinking about that. So that has been, you know, my mindset, like, I'm not concerned about eating until it's time to eat. So that means if I'm doing something, I'm not really concerned about, oh, man, I got to eat. And then when I sit down, I eat proportions, right? And I, I, I would hope that you would speak to portion control. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because it's Ooh. necessary that when, oh, bless you. Oh, bless, oh I was no, I'm so, saying that's deep. That's deep. We're yeah. getting that right now. Yeah. Yeah. So when you think about that, like I don't sit down and just gorge because I haven't eaten all day. I know what I want to eat, how much I want to eat, because I, my mind is conditioned for a certain amount. Because like you said earlier, the replenishment of the energy doesn't come from my own source. It comes from another source. So I don't look for that in the necessary, like in an apple or in a pear. You know what I mean? So with nutrition to me, says that, okay, I'm going to get the most out of this substance, but I know my source is somewhere else. So I'm not really concerned about it. Right. So like, and I also say this, and then I'll get the floor back. I also say, um, when people say, well, you only eat once a day, 
And I said, man, when you grow up not eating, you don't worry about eating. You know what I mean? Because when you grow up in a state where Jim, Jim mentioned access, like you grew up hungry, mm. that's the last thing you worry about because you used to your stomach growling. So you get used to that. And so I'm like, it's all good. I'm not worried about eating until it's time to eat because I'm mm. busy grinding. I'm busy doing something else. And so, again, you could speak to the health component of that. Maybe that's not the healthiest thing to do. But again, I'm not just sitting down every chance I get, put some in my mouth. You know what I mean? Because I know that's my body's effect. So, Jim or Kurt, go ahead and um, go ahead and chime in. Okay. So with that being said, um. I love what you said about gorging, man. That's what we do in the U.S. is we gorge, oh, be constantly gorge, yeah. gorge, gorge. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. before I get into the whole, like, under eating was, is something that you're doing, Mr. B, which, mm-hmm. and it's, it's good. It's great. It's a great thing for, for okay. a, whole, a couple of reasons. One, you give your body a chance to process what you've been eating. You give your body mm-hmm. a chance to break down any toxins and cleanse, like, like a mm-hmm. fast right there. Mm-hmm. It's great. But also too, you do run the risks of muscle loss, potential injuries, just because your brain, like your brain needs carbs and you deplete your brain of carbs, you know, you, your energy, your focus is not there. So you might hurt yourself doing something, you know, certain stuff like that can play a, a role, but overeating on the other hand, when you overeat, you know, you deplete your body's stomach enzymes, your stomach juices, your body produces more, actually, your body produces more stomach acid. So a lot of people get indigestion or acid reflex because they're constantly overeating. So their body's used to overeating. So their body's going to be producing stomach acids. And what I was saying with the enzymes is when you deplete your body of these enzymes, digestive enzymes, now the food that you've been trying to digest isn't digest properly. So one thing I've noticed, and this might be a little personal, is a lot of clients I've had in the past is they don't have frequent they don't have frequent bowel movements, which mm. we should be having at least two a day. Yes, sir. But, yes, sir. <laughs> so think about it. Think about it. Like, let's say you weigh 150. Mm-hmm. And you, you've you been constipated for, you know, some somebody I've met said they've been, they were constipated for about 14, almost two weeks, Whoa. which is, which is crazy. Like, that, yeah. I don't know if that was accurate, but the fact that it's more than three days for me, that's crazy. But think of all that weight of toxins that's in your colon, that's there, the system sitting festering. And that's a result from overeating, eating too much or not chewing your food properly. A lot of these, there's so much going into gorging and how bad it is for you. And people, I feel like in the U.S. should take that approach to an educational approach to under eat, to eat less. Let your body process things before you get to your next meal. And what you said about the spirituality thing of things, I hope I'm not speaking too fast, but I practice a control fast. I try to do it daily. If not, I do it three, I do it every three days or every week. I try to fast every week because I know I'm putting stuff in my body. I'm working out. I need to cleanse and detox. So Mm -hmm. longevity for more and more and more. And also, it builds spirituality because you become hungry for life. That's right. You know, when you're, you know what I'm saying? Like you're out there grinding, you're working, you're not thinking of eating as much. You're full exactly. off of life. Exactly. And then when it's time to eat, you know. And it's, it goes yeah. back to ancestral, like our ancestors, mm-hmm. like prehistoric. Mm-hmm. They were out foraging for food, man. They didn't have time to eat and gorge. You imagine if a, a prehistoric person was gorging like we do now. 
they would get eaten by dinosaurs. They would die off so fast. We didn't have time to do that. We had to forge. Now I know that, you know, we have access to smartphones and all that, but just hear me out. So we're, this is what we, we, when we first start walking the earth, this is what we were doing. We were foraging for food. We were snacking, grazing, you know, mm -hmm, bit by bit, mm -hmm. eating greens, eating berries, you know, snacking, you know. We hunted, we got the big hunt. We ate, we killed it, we cleaned it, and we compensated with a big meal at the end of the day. Something about that, I feel it fits for my body. Now, it might not be for everybody, but for me personally, I feel it. it makes sense. Like, I don't want to eat a heavy breakfast in the morning and be constipated all day or feel sluggish all day. I got stuff to do. Right. Right. I, I can't train clients with stomach ache, constantly stomach aches because I'm overeating. It says, I don't know, it's something about that that has stuck to me for years, man. And it's really helped elevate my fitness, my fitness coaching practice and my own life. Right. Right. Gemma, thoughts? Um, what did I want to touch on? This, there's just so many aspects. And I think that is something that I hadn't thought of was the ancestral part of it. Um, another thing that I thought was important that kind of connects to both of those things, which you also briefly mentioned was like mindfulness. Um, mm. And I think like controlling your hunger is very like interesting sentence. And it's a very important thing to think about. Um, for me, I like think of it as like intuitively learning how to read your body and what you're doing. And like mindful eating is understanding, okay, I know what needs to go in my body and I know how I feel after I eat certain things. So just, just trying to get to know yourself and how you react. But um, I also wanted to touch on like how that interacts within a communal setting. Um, I think that eating with people and eating, like it just to be said, like when it's time to eat, and time to eat can can be signaled by like having a meal prepared or preparing a meal with other people and enjoying it and like you're nourishing your body but you're nourishing your soul and you're nourishing other yes. people around you and you're collectively sharing that and i think that that also helps with regulation of like consumption because you're thinking about enriching your body and nourishing your body and you're feeling that in so many different aspects um and you're becoming more satisfied in many different ways, such as like social interaction or mm -hmm. new things. So um, I think that when dealing with under overeating, incorporating like other people or, or different contexts of eating that's in a, a communal way might be might be more helpful as well. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. I like that. I like that. No, that's true. Because storytelling, that's how innovation was created man like they would sit around the fire tell stories what they ate and like we kind of like disengage or like disconnected from that now nowadays it's smartphone eating while you're on your smartphone and i don't know if it's this is true or not just saying like i feel like there's companies out there that pay people to trigger endorphins or trigger ways to make you eat to eat stay on your phone and eat like yeah. there's been times when I felt triggered looking at my phone and seeing the app and then boom, I'm not mindful. And, you know, like, oh, I, it triggers me to, oh, get this or that. And it's like, no, that's not the way. <laughs> Go, yeah, going no, back to no, community. Me, and so let me, let me tell you something, man, because, um, you know, there, there's like, if you think about the lunchtime, 
traditionally in Western culture is 12 o'clock, right? Yeah. And so every day when I was in it, when I was a police officer in Atlanta, you know, there, there was a Popeye's chicken, right? Like on my strip and by clockwork, 1130, 1140-ish, they would release the vents and you would smell that Popeye's, right? And now it's like, okay, it's almost like those Taco Bell commercials when they hear the bell, boom, and they stop what yeah. they're doing and they go to the Taco Bell. It was like that because you smell that Popeye's, you're like, oh man, I got to give me some of that Popeye's, right? So yeah, it's a business. But when you think about like, you know, just, just to touch on that really quickly, but when we think about, um, I just want to use, because sometimes, man, we, ha we have eating disorders, right? And I, I certainly don't want to offend um, or, you know, cause trauma to individuals that had eating disorders. But, right. you know, I prefer not to say, you know, and of course you're the specialist, the, the nutritionist yourself as a trainer, but when the, the term under eating mm. to someone that may have an eating disorder could be like misconstrued as negative. So I, I say, you know, what is your portion control, right? Mm. Because for somebody like myself, living how I lived and growing up where I grew up and being in the military, I'm not thinking about eating. It's not that I don't want to eat. I'm yeah. not thinking about it because I'm, like you said, grinding. I'm just, I'm concerned about what I'm doing. And when right. it's time for me to settle and eat, then I'm going to eat. But some people purposefully under eat because mm -hmm. of what society says. Yeah. So I, I really, you know, for everybody out there in the Coaches United family, man, like as, as this, you know, Kurt, the specialist, when he says under eat, it's like a healthy way of thinking yeah. about not eating, but not eating in a sense of having, you know, some type of eating disorder. So Kurt, real quick, can you, can you speak to that? Yes, uh, that yes, I just yes. Thank you for that, man. Yeah, I don't, I want to make it clear that under eating doesn't mean you don't eat necessarily. It means you eat, but you don't eat to the, the feeling of fullness, you eat right below that, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a good, there's a good rule of thumb with this. Um, it's really hard. It's really hard for a lot of people. Is when you're eating, to say you're eating, right? And then all of a sudden you stop eating, and you want to drink some water or drink your drink, right? That literally is a sign saying that you're not hungry no more at that moment. And the drink, and what you do is you drink, then you sit there for a minute, ten minutes, maybe five, ten, twenty minutes, process it, and if you want to drink some more water. And that means you're full. If you want to eat, that means you're hungry. So there's this sense of learning that. And it comes with under eating. When you, like, our hands are our best ways to measure food. Like, our fists, our stomach's the size of our fists. Everybody's hand is customized for their body. So for me, what I would do is, for somebody that has problems, with eating, I would tell them you need to focus on protein for sure. That's number one. Amen. Protein, depending on their body type, carbs and fats, right? A certain, a certain amount of carbs and fats. But focus on the protein because that's going to give you that energy. That's going to make you feel full for a longer period of time, you know? And mm -hmm. for a, a, a woman, about a hand size, your palm size and protein, carbs, your thumb, one thumb is a a good portion for fat per meal for a man is two palms for protein. Same thing for, you know, carbs and fruits and vegetables that plays along in there and fats, two thumbs that's per meal. So you can go with that idea or basically get a smaller plate 
and put your food on a smaller plate so it looks bigger. Mm. Aesthetically, it looks bigger, but you're eating a smaller portion. So it's about right. how you go about it, man. Psychological warfare. That's right. That's right. And so real quick, can you can you give, you know, aspects of what would be a protein? Because if I if, if I'm just, you know, eating what I eat, I'm not necessarily understanding what's proteins, what's fats, yeah. what's carbs. Can you br- yeah. briefly describe that for us? Well, yeah. Well, the, the Popeye's chicken, that protein is it has good protein in it, but it's not all good. So a good protein is a lean one, you know, like I would say in the legume family, beans, you know, mm-hmm. lean meat, like fish, chicken. That's a good protein. Protein is not only for our muscles, but it helps build our, mm. our immune system. It's a mm. building block for the body. Uh, fats, those are typical. Those you can find those in whole eggs, cheese, you know, that is... Fat is made to help regulate our hormones, surprisingly, and not a lot of people sleep on fats. I tell a lot of people that are like my body type, we should be eating a lot of fats and proteins and carbs. We need that for hormone control and insulation for somebody that's lean like me. I don't hold in a lot of heat. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, carbs, man, there's two types, simple and complex. Simple are the ones that you see, cereal, sugary cereals, all that stuff is simple. It gives you energy, but it doesn't last long. Whereas a complex mm. carb does give you energy that lasts longer. You know what I'm saying? So for instance, you got two athletes that are working out. One eats a rice crispy treat. One eats, you know, brown rice before, like an hour or two before the training session. I guarantee you the one that had, they do the same amount of work. They have the same VO2 max, which is your heart rate, whatever, all that. And maybe it may come down to genetics, but I guarantee you the person that ate the complex carbs, the ones that long lasting carbs gonna have more the energy. Brown rice. Yes, mm-hmm. it's gonna push through where the other person's gonna crash mm. from the simple carbs. So I hope that answered it enough. I just wanna give a base because I don't wanna go too in depth. I right. wanna keep I keep things simple so it doesn't go over people's heads. But that would be a good protein. A good protein would be a lean meat, you know, or some beans. Uh, so like white. like like a turkey or uh, a fish of some sort yeah that's a lean that's lean that's real lean and then actually turkey is really good because it has this uh, amino acid in it called trifitin which mm-hmm. is an amino acid that helps you sleep right. this is also found in eggs this 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 amino acid will help with a lot of people with insomnia you know so somebody that I guarantee that under eats that doesn't eat and has trouble sleeping if they focus on eating protein, good lean protein, like, you know, your chicken, your turkey, they'll be able to sleep better and they'll gain weight and they'll, they'll start to create a, a sense of hunger. They'll want to eat when you want, when you move right and you move properly, your body naturally knows how to move. It's our, it's our consciousness that gets in the way. So, right. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's real. Real Gemma, what do you think about that? Like, you know, imagine a plate that you would normally eat, and what do you think about what Kurt just said? Um, would you consider your plates healthy or nutritional? That's a good question. Um, I will say I have definitely tried the smaller plate rule, not rule, but mm-hmm. like uh, approach. Mm-hmm. Um, among other things, like focusing a bit more on protein and different things. And I, I do think it's really important to learn how these different components affect your body and how important right. they are. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I think just highlighting like your intention on what you're doing when you're going into it. Um, and yeah, being open to learning how to nourish your body better. But yeah, I think that, um, the smaller plate thing, for example, is a really interesting experiment because mm -hmm. you get the food, you put it on there, you have like, you know, your, your beans per se and your rice. And then you have some like stir fried vegetables or something like that. And you look at it, you're like, okay, you know, it doesn't feel like a lot when you're putting it on there. And then you go and you sit down and you eat it with your family and stuff. And you're like, you know what, actually I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Um, and you know, that could also help with food waste, for example, like piling it on to, to fill up your whole plate. And then you don't want to finish your beans and you're like, Ugh, like, I don't, I don't want to finish it, but I don't want to get shit for leaving stuff and all, all of that kind of thing. So I think that, you know, that's, that's something that can be helpful. And um, yeah, understanding like simple and complex carbs, how that's going to affect your body. Like, will you get a sugar crash later and, and things like that? Um, yeah, really important. I like how you touched on hunger too, because I've definitely had experiences where I just didn't losing touch of whether you're hungry or not, because I um, conditioned myself into when I was hungry, I just ignored it and I just pushed it down. So so learning about your body and learning like, hmm, okay, I'm hungry right now. Or if I'm sick and I, I don't feel hungry because my body's trying to do these things. So um, understanding what that signal means and then how to, how to fulfill and satisfy that signal. Not necessarily like with the closest thing to you, but what's really gonna nourish your body the best and what you really wanna reach for and how you really wanna fulfill that need from your body. Um, and I think that you you gave a really good example of each of those things, like looking at your plate and what makes up the most of the plate? Is it the fat? Is it the carbs? All of this kind of stuff. Um, I, I don't think we're taught this in school, which is no. to me. No, it's, it's, such a, it's, such a, it's such a complicated subject, honestly, because yeah. we're still learning stuff about the body. We don't know everything about the body and genetics plays a role and environment and all that. So... What I like to teach people is that what I was talking about, the three body types, the endo, meso, and ecto, right? So meso is somebody, me, I'm, I'm like a hybrid. I'm an ecto-meso, so I don't know. So mesos usually are those people that have that triangle, torso, muscular. They don't have, they can eat whatever. They, they put on muscle fast. They generally have more muscle cells reacting or more muscle cells, I believe. An ectomorph is somebody that is actually, you know, long limbs, long legs, long limbs, slim, slender, usually skinny. Um, these people, it's a balance between the muscle cells and the fat cells. So they can put on muscle. It's kind of hard for them to put on muscle, but they can also put on fat. They have fat. And the endomorph is somebody that has that round structure kind of. And they, hey, they have more fat cells. So their body's more responsible to responds more with fat cells you know has more fat cells in it so with these three body types like for a mesomorph protein is a good thing to eat fats a good thing to eat and carbs ectomorph protein fats carbs seldom seldomly carbs endo this is scientifically this is what scientists have put on their endos are sensitive to carbs so somebody that's more round should stay back from eating too many carbs sensitive sensitivity to carbs and um, I like to go off of that because that gives, you know, that's a body type thing. That's They've done studies on 10,000 people, this body type or 
whatnot. So that gives me a good idea of what to do about the plate for somebody. And um, I just wanted to touch on something that needs to be touched on. You said something about food wasting. In the U.S., if we practice more of an under-eating approach and ate less than what we really need to eat and focus on, am I still hungry or am I thirsty? There will be more food out there being distributed. There wouldn't be as much waste. There wouldn't be so much harmful stuff going on to the environment if we learn how to control our hunger. And what you said, put on nail on the head is stress eating. So people stress eat. When they get stressed out, they get triggered. They usually want something salty, fat, or sweet. Mm. Or they don't want to eat at all because they feel guilty because that is something they know they shouldn't be doing. So they put more harm on themselves by not eating, which can be detrimental to your health, especially around with COVID. Like if you're not eating constantly, like your body is not nourished, sickness and all that can happen. So uh, stress is a big thing. I know I just jumped from one conversation to another to another, but they all tie into the same Mm. thing with like stress and learning your body type and and, and mindfulness. Yeah, I I think, um, and I appreciate that, Gemma, and I appreciate that, Kurt, because, you know, uh, when when you said, you know, don't waste it or, you know, like you you get pooped on because you don't, you know, finish everything on your plate. That just brought me back to my growing up, you know what I'm saying? Because it was too fold. Like it was it was twofold. You know, my parents did an amazing job taking care of us, but you know, we didn't have it, it wasn't like you know, we had an abundance every day just to choose a snack or choose this. And so when you sat down and ate, you know, it was twofold. You better eat all of this because if you don't, you're gonna be hungry later on because <laughs> ain't no it ain't no seconds, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that kind of mindset. Um, but I just remember when I was in Germany how I visited a friend, you know, I befriended one of the workers and I went to eat with him at, you know, his house and, you know, they had a spread and this is, you know, Eastern culture. They had a spread and it was like, they were looking at me saying, Oh, do you want more? Oh, you, you know, like almost like that Hansel and Gretel kind of thing. Oh, we got to fatten you up. You know what I mean? Like, and they just kept putting food in front of me and I'm like, Oh my goodness. And it was like the, the expectation was, that you enjoyed it. Like Jimma said, when you're sitting with this group of people as community and you're enjoying it, you're enjoying the food and you're not necessarily thinking about how much you've eaten is that you're in communal, you're in joy and you're eating this food. And so they're looking at like, okay, oh, he just finished that bowl. He must want more. And I, you can't say no. You know what I'm saying? So it's that whole like society has this just unique view on how we eat. And there's also that stigma in our community, Kurt, where it says, well, you know, it's not, it's not what you eat, it's how you prepare it, it's, it's how you cook it. And it's like, um, I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know if eating hog malls and, and pig lips and, you know, root tuna from the pig and, yeah, and how I prepare it is, is always healthy, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's like a relearning of a mindset, man, you know what I mean? And, and, and when you when you think about making that transition, because I really did a study on this when I was reading the Bible. Um, it wasn't until after the flood, right? After the great flood where Noah, it, it was, it's, it's in Noah where, um, Noah, uh, in, in the Old Testament where God said, okay, now I'm going to give you uh, animals to be your food, right? Exodus, right? And he was like, you can only eat certain types of animals, 
right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give them to you be your food. So before then, everybody up until the Great Flood was a vegetarian, right? They did not, because food animals were sacred. You know what I mean? They were sacrificial. So they weren't, their goats and their cows, they weren't mm-hmm. slaughtering them for meat. You know, they were eating fruits and vegetables. And what were they doing? They were walking everywhere. Did you know, and you probably know this, Kurt, but America is the most obese country of all developed countries. America is leading the world in obesity. Because really? It's, yes. Oh, wow. Yes. I've, I've seen this, you know, this country up there that's called like Nahir that was right there too. There's like, yeah, I don't man. know how to pronounce it. It's, but yeah, we, <laughs> we we are the world's leader in obesity because of the abundance like you spoke to, right? And when people understand, man, your health is tied into what you put into your body, right? Like when they really grab a hold of that, because you said something so beautiful, man, and, and it seems personal, but it's real about the bowel movement. You know, mm. I taught my students when I was teaching health and we were talking about, you know, like uh, nutrition. And in this unit, I said, you should be, you know, having a bowel movement. You should be pooping at least twice, sometimes three times a day, because now that's a healthy body. If you're not pooping at this rate, then you need to cleanse yourself with something to help because you think about it, right? Like we watched this video. Uh, It wasn't graphic, but it just showed how in the intestinal tract, right? Like you eat, Mm -hmm. let's say you eat breakfast, right? And then you eat lunch and then you eat dinner. Your body has to break that down, yeah. right? And cor- correct me if I'm wrong, but your body has to break that down so it removes all the stuff it needs, all the nutrients, all the sources of energy. And then whatever it doesn't need, it gets stored in your large intestines to be released as waste. So mm-hmm. now that's day one. You haven't pooped. Day two comes, you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Your body goes through the same thing. And now it's packing in your intestine and then day three comes hopefully by then you've had a bowel movement to release some of that because it's like a constant packing i gave him the (laughs) and this is funny y'all know mr b as a teacher but i gave them the image of like you know the cake what is it called when you put the uh icing in the cake that little bag oh well you you pack it you pack it into that bag right and then, you know, your, your rectum is the little spindle that the icing comes out of, right? And so the more you pack it in there because you haven't released it, yeah. the more pressure you're putting on your rectum and your, your anus when you have to poop. And that's yeah. what constipation is. Constipation is really the lack of water in your system. I'm sorry, I'm being yeah. a health teacher right now. But it's the lack of water in your system. But right. it's because you're, like you said earlier, the enzymes and all of those things, man, it's, it's so deep. This is a, we need to have a part two to this. But yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> the reality is, man, when, you, when you're eating foods, because you don't want to eat foods that are like high in water, because then when you poop, it's going to be diarrhea. But you don't want to eat foods where your body absorbs all the water out of it. And then you're left trying to strain this poop out. Right. You have to have this healthy balance. But, you know, the waste your body, it can't hold on to it, Kurt. And I'm glad you said that earlier. And I really want you to speak to it again after all of my, you know, healthy uh, uh, display of teaching right there. But I I really want you to speak to why that is so important, because you said it earlier, man, you're way down 
you feel your body starts to feel like, man, okay, something's not right. And then next thing you know, you have this explosive bowel movement and then you feel like even worse because your body, it, you know, blood cells and all of that stuff is in your poop and you're draining yourself of this. So Kurt, go ahead and speak to the people. Yeah. <laughs> I know I yeah. probably just gross me a lot, but that's the reality. So Good. Go ahead and I give love us the scientific, the scientific aspects of what I just mentioned, Kurt. Well, yeah, that's and then so a lot of constipation and stuff is due to the lack of water because a lot of people don't drink water and that is used for digesting or, you know, digesting food and all that. We mm -hmm. we have to use water to extract. So so you're suggesting that we should drink water with our meals and not pop or, you know, sugary drinks. Oh, yeah. I, I suggest you to stay away from the sugary drinks and pops <laughs> as much as you can. Use that as a last resort for energy. If you are like, like if I drink a pop, I don't feel guilty because I, I drank a pop maybe because I felt like I needed a treat or I just needed some quick energy. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't be a constant thing. And the, the stomach, yeah, yeah. When you don't drink water and you're constantly eating and eating and a lot of these companies, they take the fiber out of foods I've seen. And uh, oh, so yeah. it's easier mm -hmm. You swallow it and then you can eat more yep. and more. Like you gluten said, packing free, it right? gluten-free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> packing it, packing it, packing it, packing it. That buildup, that man, that if left unchecked, that's waste. Literally, that yeah. is waste. That's not toxins and poisons. Toxins. And if you have if you're not regularly, not regular, that's a fiber issue too. That's mm -hmm. a fiber issue. You need to eat foods with fiber. And I just what did I right. just say? Foods that don't have fiber. The companies are making these foods with less fiber, making it yeah. harder. For you to, yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you eat foods mm -hmm. with fiber, that helps push. That helps push that out, regulates that. Oh yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't get personal again, but like every morning at least, I wake up, boom, I drink some water, boom, that's one, boom. Later, maybe mid afternoon, maybe at night, at least two more times, and I know, okay, I did something good. I did something good. There's there's been times when I was in college, I didn't know this stuff. I wasn't knowledgeable. So, you know, coach tells us to eat, 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 right? I'm like, right. bro, I got stomach aches, I'm sweating. Man, this hurts. I don't feel right. comfortable. I can't practice. Right. I can't lift like this. And right. I wasn't going to the bathroom and I felt sluggish. And maybe right. if I knew this <laughs> information right. of that balance, like you said, um, there's a important, there's a thing with foods that would really help with people. I think the people would love to hear this, especially for under eating. This is what mm. I'm talking about. So there's cleansing foods and there's building foods. So there's cleansing foods like your fruits and vegetables that help your body detox and purge and all the antioxidants, you know, anti-inflammatories, that stuff, right? Antifungal, antibacterial. I keep going. Those foods that help you know, those properties in our body help build our immune system so it's lasting longer, it's working longer. Cleansing, right? Then you got building foods. So foods that help build tissue material, like, you know, proteins and fats are building, that's a building food, you know, those like meats, eggs, stuff like that. Now with that, what happens is when it's building material, building tissue, building muscles and all that stuff, right? It leaves residual. There's, there's a residue, residue mm -hmm. left over, you know, toxins, residue from fatty foods. Like one of my best combinations I do is ground beef with turmeric and pepper because ground beef is a, 
it's an inflammatory food. It causes inflammation in the gut and joints being left unchecked. So now I use turmeric and black pepper because those are two anti-inflammatory spices, you know? And black yeah. pepper actually activates a certain property in turmeric to amplify its anti-inflammatory mm -hmm. properties because turmeric alone, a lot of people can't absorb it. Right. And that's the thing of learning the food synergy, what foods work together to help you absorb mm -hmm. certain things. You know, so for me, I'll eat ground beef with turmeric and pepper because I know it's an inflammatory food. I know this, but I need the vitamin B and the A and, and the protein and the iron from the meat. So I'll mm. put anti-inflammatories in it to help counteract that. So these two types of foods, cleansing and building, learning the two. So like a vegetable, honestly, some vegetables are in the middle because some have fats, some have proteins in them, you know, so they're mm. both cleansing and building so think of it when food building cleansing cleansing is going to help remove the toxins the mucus all that stuff from the, the residue from these food that build material mm. yeah. yeah i like that you said that too and, and you mentioned balance quite a couple times which i feel like is really important um but that's yeah. a topic not talked about a lot and it should yeah. be like that's mm -hmm. A lot of people, I don't know the study right off the top of my head, but I know it's up there, up, up to 50%. I don't know. I'm not going to say a number, but I just know there's a lot of people dealing with constipation. Mm -hmm. I know this for a fact. Yeah. And <laughs> I think that's why, you know, I, I agree the food pyramid is problematic. And one of one of the benefits, and I think I've heard this as well, when, when people talk about incorporating healthier diets is incorporating fruits and vegetables. So, so mm -hmm. obtaining attaining that balance between like cleansing and building food so like yeah you have some chicken but you also have some like vegetables so it's going to help you digest all of that together because it's going um all going into your body and um a couple things i wanted to say about digestion in general too like we talked about constipation and and water content is super important and another aspect of balance is sometimes if you're under eating your body's trying to hold on to all the nutrients that it has and all the food. So if you aren't eating enough, you can also get constipated for long periods of time, even if you're drinking water and stuff, um, because your body's not getting enough nourishment. So it's trying to get the most out of the nourishment that it does get. Um, oh, there, there is, there is something to that, Gemma. Let me, let me ask it to you real quick. Yeah. So, so like with, with my, with my experience with like fasting and stuff and under eating and sub going, couple hours without eating or I've done intermediate fasting intermittent fasting I've actually pooped more and had bigger stools because of my body had time to literally go in yeah and break down all yeah. the toxins mm -hmm. the damaged tissue and the and the muscles all the stuff in the bowel movements everything that was toxic stored mm -hmm. is out and you notice this kind of stuff and like, I've always admired my friends that are Muslim because like I had homies that were on the football team and football's in the fall. So that's the time with Ram. I think Ramadan was like in summerish fall time. Yeah. And these guys would fast and perform. And I'm like, how are you guys performing so good with nothing in your body? Mm -hmm. And then they go home and they, they could, uh, once the, I don't know the full thing. Yeah, I know. the sundown. Mm-hmm. They could drink yeah. water and they could start eating, mm -hmm. right? 
that goes back to our ancestors. If you think about it, their body just had a whole 12 hour or whatever to, to break down all these toxins and get it out, all the impurities out. And think about it, all that, what I said in the beginning, nourishment, nutrients, is our bodies use it to make mass, to create energy, or use energy to create mass. So in this sense of under-eating, when you're not eating, the mass that you have in your body is being broken down, destroyed, and it's going to be turned into energy. You know, that energy is thus you being able to move better. You being able to do things better. And what does that do? When you move, like exercise, that, that's, ener that's energy that creates mass, muscle building. Food helps with this, 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 this role of, of this cycle that we go through. Build and repair, build and repair. I, I can't stress it enough, man, that <laughs> how important it is to eat your whole food, eat your whole foods. <laughs> Man, it's, it's, this, this is so, like, enriching, you know what I mean? Because I'm always thinking about, like, the people perspective, you know what I'm saying? Um, because, you know, especially in various communities, right, when you think about, like, how people eat, uh, one of the least obese countries uh, was South Korea and, you know, our Asian countries, right? They, they were all, with the exception of Japan, um, Japan was in the middle, of like obese and thin. And when you think about like, why though? Like when you think about like you, when you really look at the Asian communities, you rarely see someone that will be considered obese by standards of US, right? And you think about, well, what is, what is called, what is that, what is their secret, so to speak? Well, you know, they, they eat a lot of what you spoke to earlier, like the rices and it's not, it's, it's purified rice. It's not like, like we have white rice and that's been bleached and added additives, you know, this is pure rice. And then they eat a lot of like seafood and, you know, things that uh, your body can, it, it's, it's used as a source of yeah. fuel as opposed of like a sustaining kind of thing. Um, and Steamed so, you know, just, and yeah, exactly. Right. All of those components, but, you know, here is, again, it's about perception, man. It's about view and, you know, all of this kind of stuff in, in Western culture, but man, like, I, I just want to ask this question, right? Well, hypothetically, you know, I'm on this journey again, this role play. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm what I used to be a vegetarian and I don't necessarily eat meat. And so I know there's other sources of protein, but I've been taking a lot of vitamins, you know, um, so is, is that a good way to start or what would you suggest where my protein source comes from? Because, you know, I, I drink a lot of protein shakes yeah. um, and I try to watch the sugar intake on those, but I don't really do meat. So can you help me figure out what protein yeah. source is best for me? Yeah, that's yes, of course. And um, you're not alone. There's a lot of people that struggle with this. Uh, fortunately, my girlfriend's a vegetarian, so what I've learned and what I've seen is it's, it's hard, but it can be easy. And for somebody that, that that's a vegetarian, you shouldn't rely solely on protein shakes um, to try to get a whole food, like a whole food based protein, like beans, you know, beans is a good one. Um, a lot of vegetarians, they, I don't, they eat eggs. Eggs is huge for a vegetarian. Um, I know vegans don't eat eggs, but vegetarians, like my girl, she eats eggs. 
She makes the best eggs out there, by the way. But um, <laughs> <laughs> eggs are protein. It's huge. And for a vegetarian, yeah, you're going to need to take supplements, especially your B vitamin supplements, because there's certain vitamins that you can't, that you're not getting from, that you're not getting in your body that you would get if you ate meat. So you have to look into that. But I would solely try your best to get your sole protein intake from whole foods. Your beans, like I said before, beans, legumes, um, eggs. Um, it's another good one that she eats. Uh, yeah, chickpea. You can, I mean, chickpeas, beans, all types of beans. All there's protein out there for you. Peanut butter, nuts. Yeah, legumes. I think too, like um, lentils or like uh, yes. And I think another trick, at least that I found, is to like look on the back of protein shakes or on vegetarian or vegan ones, and like whatever like peas are high in protein or um yeah. brown rice or there's all these other things that they'll modify and put in the shakes or soy any soy products like totally you gotta be careful you gotta be that Gemma. i'm so glad you brought this up because you gotta be careful with these proteins a lot of them have fillers yeah they're in yeah. competition you know and what i've learned what the soy protein thing with the whole vegan and uh, vegetarian proteins that they're making a lot of the soy isn't like pure soy hearsay and a lot of it can give estrogenic you know chemicals so to your body you're producing estrogen it's causing you to uh, increase in estrogen if this past i think 20 years or whatnot man they did a study on man and we are becoming less barrel like less barrel that's the word i think we're we're losing our testosterone there's more low t there's more all this stuff from lower testosterone because of the soy and corn products that they're using and a lot of estrogenic chemicals are coming from this like canoe oil you know fried food and that those foods those those chemicals that they produce it, it your body's it's telling your body to produce estrogen mm. so the proteins you gotta be careful with that keep it way grass-fed if you can if you do a plant-based man you just gotta be careful you gotta make sure you're eating you're, you're staying on your testosterone and you're being mindful of that this this protein can cause you to get a mood swing or estrogen or stuff like that can happen estrogen buildup wow i mean you know this is uh <laughs> you know because i i think it's important you touched on a lot tonight kurt uh with <laughs> with this discussion man and it's it's really important to you know I think you said it before in a previous episode, set a goal for yourself, right? Like set a goal for yourself because sometimes like you mentioned, it's, it, there's so many different aspects to why a person might gorge themselves or why a person might, you know, like have a eating disorder. Mm -hmm. um, again, I, I want to stay away from that uh, under eating term because it's like, no, it's not about under eating. It's, it's just portion control, knowing yeah. your body, understanding what your body needs in that moment of it needing it and then supply it and then move on don't sit you know gluttony right gorging yeah. uh, uh just delving into it because it's there like oh i mm -hmm. see that i want to eat it no you have to it, it starts in your mind and i think it's so important for everybody just to set a goal for yourself right like i'm just speaking to the coaches united family right now people listening man you know don't get down on yourself right don't don't beat yourself up because you like Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, and all these other sources, 
Yeah. It's it's right there before you, like Kurt said before in previous episodes, man. You like think about who's who's had your back since birth. You, you look at yourself in the mirror. It's you. So be content to a degree with who you're looking at in the mirror and say, okay, is this healthy? Is the fact that I eat when I'm sad healthy? Mm-hmm. Is the fact that you know I eat and then I eat again and then I make myself vomit? because I don't feel like I should have eaten that much. Is that healthy? You know, like think about your body, you know, is your vessel. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta be mindful of what you put into it. And I'm talking to myself right now because I'm a Mountain Dew drinker. You know what I mean? (laughs) I gotta have my Mountain Dew. The first thing is telling the truth, man. The truth will set you free. No doubt, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's real. And so. You know, this episode is important, man. And I think, you know, for the sake of time, we'll have to come back for a part two, yeah. you know, to really talk about this more in depthly uh, regarding, you know, why it's important to sustain yeah. yourself. You know, what you put into your body is important, man. People have died because, you know, they've had heart attacks or, mm-hmm. you know, they have high cholesterol. And, you know, we talk mm-hmm. about the scientific forms of high blood pressure and what it does to your veins and mm-hmm. restriction. And all of that stuff because of what you eat, you know, and before you know it, you, your body, body structure, right, Kurt, and you could just close us out on this, man, because you've seen different body structures. You've talked about the endo, ecto, and meso, right? But for somebody who has, who's 5'9", and maybe they weigh, you know, 175, right? And then they just started eating and eating and eating. Next thing you know, they look around and they're 225, they're 230, they're 240. Their body structure starts to break down because you start to put more weight on your joints and your, you know, your tendons, yeah. right? And your body's not designed to keep that, right? Am I, am, is that right, Kurt? What do you think? You're right. You're, we're all born with uh, our bones and everything intact. Like, we're supposed to be a certain height, weight. And if you put on weight unexpectedly, yeah, you'll find yourself with problems. And um, it's a, like you said, it's, it comes back to portion control. And if I were to leave out uh, after this, if, if anybody's going to take anything from this episode, this is the most important thing. And it's a great goal to start with is chew your food. Mm-hmm. Simple. So let me let me break it down. As long as it's healthy, and we're talking healthy foods. When you chew your food, your goal to chew the food is to break down the texture break down the fibers, break down everything. Cause there's certain fibers. Remember food, like fruits and vegetables, they want to protect themselves. They don't want to be eaten. So they have certain protections, you know, we have to break through that. And the best way to do that is with our saliva by chewing, breaking down the food. When we don't break down the food all the way and we just eat it, our body can't process it as better. Also you get full faster when you, you'll get full fast when you chew your food at least 30 times, like at least 30 times you chew your food, 30 times, then swallow till it's mushy. You'll get full faster because you're satisfying your body's hunger mm-hmm. by chewing. You know, you're in the yeah. moment. You're yeah. in the moment. So yeah. if people can take anything, it's to chew your food more. And if you start drinking, if you're eating and you start feeling thirsty, stop eating. Literally stop eating and give yourself a, a five minute, 10 minute break to understand what you're feeling. Cause it's about intention. Like you should know, okay, if I eat a bowl of oatmeal, I'm full for about two or three hours. I know this. 
if I eat an apple, I'm good for like two hours. Like you should start gauging this intuitive way of eating. Mm. And I would love to talk more about this next episode. I, I, we, sh- yeah, we need to do a part two. Like we, yeah, we definitely sure. do a part two. Yeah. We'll, we'll draw in how it's um important for the body and we'll, we'll talk a lot more about it. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much for your wisdom and advice, both Mr. B and Kirk, because I think that I've gained a lot, at least from the both of you. And I think that's what's so great about this podcast is we get to learn, you know, together, but from each other at the same time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I did want to highlight too, if, if people are struggling with eating or more curious about it or want to know how to move forward, like reach out to someone like Kurt, ask your friend, like find credible sources in particular, like not necessarily influencers and stuff where you can find information that's going to help you. Cause we are all different, but there's people who, have the information and education on how how this all works so yeah we're fortunate to have kurt come join us and mr b to share his experiences and um yeah thank you guys so much you're both amazing it's been a fantastic episode i think thank always you. always no doubt appreciate you kurt appreciate you Gemma. appreciate you family out there we'll holler at you next time We're coaches united, ain't got time to be divided Won't you get excited, cause in the end you'll be delighted That you took a listen to the voices that you hear Cause it's evident, ain't no division in here Cause we're coaches united, ain't got time to be divided Won't you get excited, cause in the end you'll be delighted That you took a listen to the voices that you hear Cause it's evident, ain't no division in here, see? We wanna thank you for tuning in to the Coaches United Podcast A podcast that has everyone in mind where everyone's differences are embraced and celebrated, where we see you, we hear you, and most importantly, we stand with you. What matters to you, matters to us. Este podcast is para toda mi gente. Ahora más que nunca, debemos estar unidos. Y cuando estamos unidos, somos más fuertes. Gracias por estar aquí con nosotros. Las culturas unidas jamás serán vencidas. Cultures United podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, and other platforms. Find our website at www.culturesunited.org or reach out to us on Instagram at Cultures United Podcast and Twitter at The Unity Podcast. Send us your questions, comments, or perspective. We want to hear from you.